Love a good Mailbag Monday. We've got your questions about potential aces in minor league baseball, some specific Angels and Brewers prospects you wanted to hear about, and why we haven't seen a lot of recent 2022 draftees playing in the minor leagues this year. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And quick reminder, every Monday, Mailback Monday, these questions come from you. If you have questions for the show, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show is on Twitter at Locked on Farm. Or you can email us, Prospects at gmail.com. First question comes from Ryan on Twitter. Love this question. Uh, paraphrasing here, well, one, hey man, love the podcast. I always love to hear a good compliment. He said, listen to the San Francisco Farm Friday episode. I've been really high on Kyle Harrison and you project him as a number three starter. Regardless of the level, who were the legit number one, like ace upside pitchers in the minors if he isn't one? So like I said, love this question. I think there's a little bit of a misconception about what an ace is, right? So we all know, I mean, if you listen to the show, you know the 20 through 80 scale is how you measure, uh, is how scouts measure a player's tools. 50 is average, 55 is above average, 60 is plus, 70 is double plus, and 80 is elite when you kind of work up like that. So for an ace, for a number one pitcher, you have to understand there are very few of those in MLB. Um, like there are less aces than there are number one pitchers. Obviously, there's 32 number one pitchers. But skill-wise, they're not all the way all the skill of a number one. Um, so, Baseball America. Here's the definition from Baseball America of what constitutes uh, a, an ace pitcher. So, a 70 or 80 grade pitcher. You have to have two plus pitches. That's two pitches at 60 grade or better. An above average third pitch. An average fourth pitch with plus plus command and plus makeup. It is a very high bar to clear. And what I tend to do, there's a couple things that I've made deliberate decisions to do on this show. And number one is I don't like to do player comps because that's something where somebody somewhere will see that comp or hear that comp and they now have an expectation of that player. And if that player is a good player but doesn't do what the comp did, they're disappointed in the outcome for that player. So I don't do a lot of comps on this show. But the other thing I don't like to do is I don't like to try to be too hyperbolic when it comes to a ceiling for a guy. I like to talk more about the realistic ceiling than a possible ceiling. So, Kyle Harrison. Kyle Harrison is a very good pitcher. When I say a guy is a number three, you know, number two to number three, that is usually the highest projection that I like to give. Um, Simply because the odds of getting a true number one with, Two plus pitches and above average third and average fourth plus plus command and plus makeup are so incredibly low. So like Kyle Harrison, the thing he doesn't have off of that group is the control. The control's 40 to 50 grade, depending on who you ask. Look at right now. 86 innings pitched this season between Eugene and Richmond. So high A and double A. He's got 40 walks in 86 innings. So it's a walk rate of 12.8%. 
the minor league baseball average is 10%. So based off of what he's shown right there, that would be a knock on the command, and that brings him down from a number one to a number two. Like I said, I normally will call a guy a number three, or I'll say number you know number two or number three, and that's usually about the highest that I'm willing to go. I would rather undershoot it and him be a one than me say this dude's going to be an ace, and he's not. Now, with the younger player sometimes, we'll talk about this guy has poten- potentially has ace stuff. You know, he he has elite stuff, but there's usually a lot of projection left, and we're kind of looking at these pitches look like they could be plus-plus pitches when he's fully developed or fully matured, that kind of stuff. I will say, of the possible number one ace pitchers in minor league baseball right now, there's two that I think have a above 50%. Well, not not going to say above 50%. There's two that have a bet a decent shot of doing it and two that have an outside but maybe shot of doing it. So the ones that are outside shots but going to probably going to end up being twos or threes. Shane Boz and Taj Bradley. Shout out to the Rays for pitching development. That's amazing. Uh two guys that I think legitimately have the stuff to be number ones. Yuri Perez and granted Big question mark now because of the injury, Yuri Perez. But Yuri Perez and then Grayson Rodriguez, the, the the righty out of Baltimore. And number one pitching prospect in all of baseball. I think it's warranted. The grades for Grayson Rodriguez, fastballs a 70, sliders a 70, changeups a 65. So there's your, I mean, that's a, that's a plus third pitch, not just above average. Curveballs a 55, which right there is an above average for your fourth pitch. Control, I've got it as a 60, so it's really close. Uh, he looks like he could be a an ace number one pitcher. There's just not a lot of those. I mean, it's, 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 the odds are against anybody being a number one pitcher. If you had to, to bet on, is this guy going to be an ace in MLB? No is the overwhelming favorite for just about every player. Nobody's more likely to be an ace than not be an ace, if that makes sense. So, love the question, Ryan. I do. I am a big fan of Kyle Harrison. I love Kyle Harrison's stuff. I just, I am a very conservative projector when it comes to pitchers. And that's because pitchers are just so inherently risky because pitching is just a really hard thing on your arm. And so many guys get hurt and don't come back the same or don't work out. And so I tend to be conservative on pitchers and there's times when I can be guilty of being aggressive on hitters. But a guy that I've been somewhat conservative on, I have, I'm re-recording this because he got promoted after I recorded the first time, but Andrew Painter of the Phillies. So Andrew Painter of the Phillies has been absolutely phenomenal. So stats in 2022, 75 and a third innings, 119 ERA. Um, but let's break this down a little bit because it gets fun. So 88 games in high A, 0.98 ERA, 36 and two-third innings, 49 strikeouts to seven walks. 3-0. Like I said, wins don't necessarily matter at this level, but hasn't lost one. Speaking of Forget hasn't lost one. He hasn't lost an outing since I want to say he has. I want to say he hasn't lost an outing um, since maybe May or June. But 
Uh, right now, he's in the middle of a 20-inning scoreless streak with 25 strikeouts and three walks. So Andrew Painter just got projected to uh, just got promoted to Double A. He is the number one prospect for the Philadelphia Phillies. Part of that's because you traded Logan O'Hop, the catcher, to the Angels. Part of that's because, well, he's really good. But he's a guy that I'm projecting to be a number two. Same thing. I'm hesitant to say anybody's a number one. So fastball, mid nineties, touches ninety eight. Um, you know, I've I've got that as a sixty grade pitch. So there's a plus pitch. Slider, mid-80s, it's got good spin to it. I've got that as a 60-grade pitch. There's a plus pitch. Change, he can throw it to both lefties and righties, which I like. He has a lot of confidence in it. It plays up because it tunnels well off the fastball. I've got it as a 55, with an above-average pitch. Curveball, I think as of now, is a 50-grade. It's an average pitch. It flashes plus when he can control it. He just doesn't necessarily always have it. Um, Controls there, you see, I mean, he's got... um. What is it? He has a grand total in his entire baseball career over 80 innings of like 20, like 20 walks. Um, so controls there. Uh, makeups there from what I've heard. 6 7 2 15, uh, repeatable delivery. So the injury concerns are minimal. Andrew Painter's a guy, the highest I'll do normally, number two to number three is what he looks like. And it's just something where, again, I'm hesitant to go too aggressive on this. I do think Andrew Painter is a better pitcher than last time I looked at him. And I do think he can anchor a rotation and he can pitch as a number one. But there's a difference in pitching as a number one and having true number one stuff. I do think he has the potential to have true number one stuff. He also just got promoted to double A. So we've got a little bit of time. He's 19 years old. A little bit of time before we see him. So... In just a minute, I want to get to some specific questions we have about some guys with the Angels and the Brewers. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. As you're gearing up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnMLB that's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Okay, more questions from y'all about specific players. Uh, first one, questions from Tyler. Tyler had two guys he wanted to ask about. Uh, catcher Edgar Cuero and right hand pitcher Coleman Crow. Both of these are Angels prospects. So Edgar Cuero is... I am impressed with Edgar Cuero. Top five prospect for the Angels right now. I think it got up number four overall. 2020 IFA. Uh, shorter stature guy, 5'11", 170. So not as big as a prototypical catcher. But I think you can also see that when he plays. Defensively, he's very athletic. Uh, so good at receiving, good at getting his body in front of a ball to block it because he's athletic. Heck, he's 11 of 15 on stolen bases this year in low A. For a catcher, it's amazing. With the caveat that anybody almost can steal in low A because of the 
pitch over restrictions. It's really hard to pick a guy off and keep hold a guy at first. But um, anyway, great game caller. I think his arm is average. His arm's good enough, which is what matters. But offensively, I like how his approach has advanced as he's gotten older. So 19 years old, 318, 428, 530 in low A. 13 home runs, 44 extra base hits. Uh, 53 walks to 74 strikeouts. You can see why the on-base is so high. Um, the slugging is up there as well. Very advanced approach. Has an, a good ability to barrel the ball. I think as he matures physically and gains strength, he's going to get more of that game power. Uh, right now, the raw power, you know, but it, it's it's a lot of what he does in the zone is or in the game is still gap power and things like that. I think as he gets a little bit older, adds a little bit more good weight, he's going to add a little bit of power. Still has some swing and miss. Every young player does, but rarely chases. That's the big thing. I'm fine if you swing and miss in the zone. We can work on that. Don't chase out of the zone. And again, for a young hitter, has a really good eye for what he's trying to do. I personally want to see him get moved up to double A. I want to, I'm sorry, to high A. I want to see him get a challenge from, from some more advanced pitchers before the season ends so that we have an idea of uh, where he is as far as de- development goes as we head into fall ball and instructs. What does he need to work on? Another guy uh, that, that Tyler asked about, Coleman Crow. So right-hand pitcher for the Angels, 28th rounder in 2019. Dude was drafted in a round that doesn't exist anymore. Out of high school, didn't make his debut until 2021, which is kind of common for a lot of these guys who were drafted 19. They don't pitch the rest of the year, then they lost 2020. So first year of plays was last year. Second year, it was low A last year, double A this year. 18 games in, he's 8-2. and two. Not that win-loss matters that much, but 8-2, and 4-3-2 ERA in 98 innings. 99 strikeouts to 25 walks. So, a uh, couple thoughts. So, one, fastball sits 91-92. to 92. He does need to add velocity compared to where a typical righty would sit. He can touch 95, but he sits low 90s. The way that baseball is now, that's considered to be a little bit below average speed. So, below average velo. Needs to add a little bit there. There's been questions about if he moved to the bullpen, could he get better velocity? I think while he's um, while he's he started all of his games this year, keep him as a starter for now, but let's work on some of the physical development. He's just now 21. Work on some of the physical development to get him a little bit more velo before you do something drastic like set him to the bullpen. Um, slider. Kind of slurvy, really good spin to it. So he's going to be one of those guys that the the breaking pitch is better than the fastball. I think the slider is better than the fastball right now. The changeup looks like a splitter. It's got some late run to it. And then he has a two-seamer now. Kind of, it sinks really well, which is what you want a two-seamer to do. It's why they call it a sinker sometimes. Uh, But I think the thing here is he's one of those better than the sum of his parts. So the fastball, like I said, the velo is below average on the... On the fastball, spins the slider really well. When you add it all together, combined with his personality, really kind of fiery on the mound. Um, he's a gamer, you know, likes to go and likes to fight. Actually, has not taken the loss in a game since April. Amazing stat. Like this shows you kind of how much he fights through a lot of this stuff. I think that better command of some of the secondaries, a little more fast fastball velo. 
you're absolutely looking at a guy that's going to contribute, which for a 29th rounder, I mean, you're just happy they're still in baseball this this much later. Never mind, legitimately have a chance to participate um, or to contribute like he does. So love that. Fan of Coleman Crow, want to see him work it out. He's in double A with our um with our thick king son of Deshera. Um drafted out of Auburn. Matt on Twitter had a, a few guys he wanted to ask about. And it was it was interesting when he sent this over because he was talking about uh second baseman Tyler Black and right fielder Matt Walner. And he was kind of asking, like he hadn't seen these guys, was kind of curious why he hadn't seen these guys come up or get, you know, get uh get called up and wanted to know what was going on. So let's go with Black first. So Tyler Black, um, he is a top five, top six prospect, number six overall in the system. Um, second baseman, 2021 first rounder supplemental. Uh, and he was out of right state. So 62190, he's defensively, he's limited. Let's start off with the, the cons, and then we'll go to the pros. Defensively, he's a little bit limited, right? So, um, friend, uh, the range is below average, and uh, he had a torn labrum in 2020, and since then the 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 at the arm hasn't really come back. So, below average arm. He's playing second base for a reason, but on base machine. So, for his career in the minors, 412 hitter. This uh, sorry, 412 on base this season in high A, 281. 406, 424. Four home runs, 21 extra base hits in 64 games. So he doesn't chase a lot. He doesn't drive pitches to all fields. I'm sorry, he does drive pitches to all fields. Doesn't hit for a ton of power, for a ton of home runs. But can put the ball all over the plate. If you give him a pitch on the inner third, he can turn on it and take it out of the ballpark. Um, He's good at hitting pitches down, which is not something you see a ton. And it's kind of a shame that the game's trending towards the elevated fastball, but he's good at handling pitches low in the zone, low and inside. He's going to put that sucker out seven days a week. Um, runner, he's average, average speed or so. So quality contact when he makes contact, doesn't chase a ton, gets on base a lot, doesn't have a ton of power. And so I think because of that and the defense, he's going to be a little limited in where he goes. Like where, you know, how far he makes it. But a guy that you absolutely can use that skill set. Playing second base for you. You know, hitting seventh, hitting eighth. Being that second leadoff man, batting ninth. That can be a useful thing there. So, fan of Tyler Black. And then Matt Walner. So, Matt Walner, uh, 6'5", 220. He was a first-round supplemental in 2019. He's that guy I talk about. Every system has to have it. The dude with the massive power, right? Him and Aaron Sabato, both in this organization, have massive power. 70 or 80 grade raw power. But, and we say this a lot, raw power is only as good as your hit tool. If you can't make contact, it doesn't matter how hard you can hit the ball. He looks the part of a slugging right fielder. I mean, he's got huge exit, massive exit velos. When he gets into one, it goes a long way. Um, he's got a, a plus arm. He used to be a pitcher. I think it was in high school. So, plus arm, looks like he would work out in right field despite being average speed and average defensively. Um, On offense, huge power, he pulls a lot. 
a lot of that power is pull side power. So because of that, he's vulnerable a bit to advanced pitchers, chases a little too much out of the zone as well. So the big question, like his power production and his power potential means he's going to have a chance to contribute at the big league level. But how far he ultimately goes and how long he stays there is all back down to how good of how much contact he can make. What his contact ability ends up being. I feel like guys that pull a lot, they're susceptible to um, better pitchers who can throw a bunch of secondary stuff at you. And if they understand what you're trying to do, that you're trying to pull the ball, they can give you something that's going to break away from you. They can give you something that's going to drop below your bat. They can really mess with you. So, you know, he's in. He just got bumped up to AAA. He's got about 20 games in AAA. And he's batting 200, 326, 375. So a little bit of a struggle on the move up, which you expect from most guys when they move up a level until they figure out how the pitchers are different and how they're going to attack you. But look at his AA numbers in Wichita. 299, 436, 597 in 78 games. 21 home runs, 37 extra base hits, um, 8 of 13 on stolen bases. Like, he has the power to be an MLB hitter provided he can make enough contact. So that's really what's going to decide the whole thing. And But I am curious to see what's going to happen to Matt Wellner. Um, like I said, plays a decent enough defense, has a cannon in right field. Uh, it's all going to come down to contact ability. That's, that's the entire thing. In just a minute, I've got a good question from Andrew about uh, recent draftees and where they're playing now. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can get your favorite sports and events at the number one source for odds, lines, and games. You get reviews and news of every league, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, golf, and even esports. And BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information, live in-game betting, scores, whatever it is they have you covered. So head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening in the world of sports today, because Bet Online is where the game starts. Okay, Andrew from email, and I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially asked, why are we seeing so few draftees playing right now? And long story short, it is the timing of the draft. The draft is in late July, around the All-Star break, and it's because they wanted to make it an event. They wanted to make day one an event, and it was televised um, in Los Angeles. They had players out there and did the green room stuff and the, you know, the come up on stage with your jersey kind of thing. But the issue you have is, well, one, they were still playing games on Sunday. Like, there was games going on during the... Or, no, that was a features game on Saturday. They weren't playing games on Sunday, but... um. I know on Tuesday, I went to turn on game uh, day three of the draft, and they were doing pregame coverage for the All-Star game. But moving it back, the issue that you have with you, when you move it back is a lot of prep pitchers and hitters, they finish their seasons early June. Most of college baseball finished their season, unless you went to the postseason, finished their seasons late May, early June. And so what you're looking at now is you're in a situation where some of these hitters haven't faced big league or haven't faced live pitching in a game situation since early June. It's been seven or eight weeks. And if you send them to an affiliate, most of the minor leagues wrap up in early September. 
And so after the draft, there's a time frame where you have to negotiate. You sign your players. Once you've agreed to a deal, to a deal, they come in, they take physicals, they do orientation, they actually sign the deal. That can be as late as the as the end of July. Now, if it's a pitcher, there's no way to get them ramped back up in time to compete at an affiliate that's going to wrap their season up in September anyway. I mean, if you send them out last week, you give them two or three weeks to get ready, you're getting, what, one or two starts out of them? Why ramp them up just to bring them back down at the end of the thing? So that's why almost no pitchers are out there. But even the hitters, so many of the hitters, again, they haven't seen live pitching since the end of May, early June. And some of the exceptions are the College World Series guys, the guys who or some of the prep guys who go all the way through, um, you know, who who their their postseasons go all the way through June or something like that. So for the most part, these guys have not seen live pitching in so long that by the time you try to ship them out to an affiliate, get them a room, you have to have them a place to stay. MLB has to provide that now. Um, get them acclimated to game speed and to their teammates and everything. It's just about time for the season to be over. So you save the money, you save everything, you let them come in and you work at the facility. Uh, you get ready to send them to Instructs. I expect we'll see a lot more players sent to Fall Ball, uh, the Arizona Fall League, things like that. And then honestly, what I want to do is move the draft forward, move it away from late July, move it back to its June date, do something around the time of the College World Series. Heck, you can put it at the College World Series for all I care. Like, move it earlier. That means, one, you put space between the draft and the trade deadline. So front offices are happy. You, you give the prospect apparatus, us, a chance to do new top 30s with the draftees in them when we do the midsummer updates. And the players are not so far removed from live competition where they can't, like, they're still able to go to an affiliate and play a little bit this year. And there are some guys who went straight to an affiliate and started playing, but a lot of them are just going to wait until next year. And it's mostly, not entirely, there's some stuff, some research about workloads and all that kind of stuff, but it's almost entirely because the draft is so late in the year. I understand wanting to make it an event and wanting to kind of make it a marquee thing on that Sunday night of the All-Star break when there's nothing else going on. But it does the players a disservice. It does the front office a disservice. And it does these minor league teams. Kind of does them a disservice too because now they don't have the ability to come out there and get a reinforcement from a a recently drafted guy. Uh, Your rookie ball squads. Rookie ball has been pretty awful this year. The stats coming from rookie ball, the quality of play has been pretty awful because it's full of guys who were drafted last year, really young guys who are coming up from the Dominican, from the academies that are, you know, 17, 18 years old. Uh, The quality of play hasn't been great. So if you move the draft forward, then you can break extended spring and take a bunch of these recent draftees and throw them right in rookie ball. You improve the quality of rookie ball. You give everybody in the front office a chance to catch their freaking breath. And you give us a chance to like figure out what's going on before we jump into the next thing. So if you want to see more draftees play right away, tell MLB to move the draft back to, Jan- back to June. 
It's going to be a fun week this week. A lot of great stuff. Uh, fun episode coming tomorrow. I hopped on late last week uh, with Connor from Locked on Orioles. So I'm going to bring you the rest of that conversation tomorrow. Uh, little Adindo, one of the guys that I talked about in that, and that got uh, called up over the weekend uh, and made an appearance at the big league. So we're going to break that appearance down and then talk about the Orioles stuff. Uh, but until then, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Uh-huh.